Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Halochis, Yoradeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchais Pidyan Bechoyer, Halocha Dalit, from the beginning. We begin a new halacha today. This halacha is based on chapter four in the second half of Likut Imran, which is a long chapter and many interesting, complex ideas. And Rav Zal doesn't give us the whole chapter in Likut Imran. So obviously, if a person knows the chapter in Likut Imran, things will be much clearer to them. If they don't, we'll try to make it as clear as we can. Rav Nosanzal says, look over that chapter on the Kutumran well to get a clear understanding of this halacha. To summarize for, for our needs. One of the major points that Rabbeinu Zal makes in that chapter on the Kutimran is that the holidays, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, proclaim Rotzayim. They proclaim that everything goes according to the will of Hashem. Because when things go along in a natural way, it's possible for people to think mother nature, mother-in-law nature, all kinds of baloney, all kinds of nonsense about not acknowledging Hashem. But the moment there are miracles, clear miracles, then it's not mother nature anymore. And that, that's one of the things that proclaims, we say about Yontif, Yontif is called Mikra Koidesh. And Rabbi Nezal says Mikra, it announces. What does it announce? It announces Rotzayim that everything is in Hashem, and there is no, Hashem is not obligated in any way to conform with the rules of nature. Because on each one of those three holidays, Hashem performed major miracles. The miracles of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the miracles at Matan Torah, where this week we're in Parshas Mishpat, and last week we read about Parshas Yisrael at Matan Torah. The entire nation was able to see. Anyone who was blind up until then suddenly became cured. The people were able to see sound. With all of today's technology, we haven't gotten there yet to be able to see sound. They were able to see sound. Besides all the other miracles that took place there, Interesting that we mentioned everybody was able to see Hashgacha Prati, that a few days ago I saw a write-up in one of the magazines about Egypt. And it mentioned one of the tzaddikim that lived in Egypt a few hundred years ago, Reb Chaim Kafusi. He was originally from a different country, and he came to Egypt, and he was invited to be a Dayan there. And he was a Dayan, but he was blind for years. At one point... Somebody, people started talking, he's a Dayan and he's blind. The Torah says, a judge who accepts bribes, Ki So rumors started going around, who knows, maybe he isn't such a big tzaddik like we think. And word got back to him. So that Shabbos, he got up when he spoke, he got up and he said, I hear that there's this type of discussion. If I committed any act of shaykhad at any point in my life, 
my, my limbs should fall apart right now here while I'm standing here at this bima. If I didn't ever commit any, any law of Shekhan, I should be able to start seeing immediately. And he was cured immediately on the spot. He got off the bima. He approached every single person by name, individually, and told, you know, so they saw that he was healed. When he passed away, his kever became a special site for Jews and non-Jews. Anytime a person needed a Yeshua, they would go to the kever of Reb Chaim Kafusi in Egypt, at, you know, those that lived in Egypt. And the non-Jewish courts, when they wanted to make somebody swear that they're going to tell the truth, they would take him over there, have him stand near the kever, the matzeva of Reb Chaim Kafusi, and have him swear over there, because he knew there nobody's going to lie. Awesome. Ach, Rabbeinu Zal says over there in Likut Imran, Ach yesh chayos rois hadorsim v'torfim. There are wild beasts that, that tear and shred. Sheheim chachme hateva. Who are these wild beasts? The scientists and the philosophers. Those who deny Hashem. They don't believe in religion, Hashem. They think everything is scientific, you know. Just like those wild animals, lions and tigers, they roar loud. Rabbi Nezal says these scientists and, and philosophers, they roar. What's their roaring? Their denial of Hashem, denial of miracles. They don't believe in miracles. They counter the announcement that the Yontif gives, announcing the will of Hashem, the Ratzna of Hashem. They want to try to prove using their mistaken ideas that everything has to conform to nature and to science. They deny that everything is purely controlled by the will of Hashem. And the way that these wild animals are defeated, these scientists, is through the great Chacham of holiness, who is on such a high level that this Chacham can connect everything in existence. Everything in existence is a manifestation of the will of Hashem. Hashem willed that this should be an apple tree. Hashem willed that this should be a rock. Hashem willed that this should be a river. Hashem, so that the, the Chacham Godel of, the, of holiness is able to be Mekasher, all the individual Ritzainos to the Shoresh HaRatzain, to the highest, highest level of holiness, to the Keser, to the Ratzain HaElyon. Sheshom Hibachinas Histalkus Moshe Kayadua. And the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu during his lifetime was on a very high level. When he passed away, he went even higher. Where did he go? He went to Ratzain. He went to that highest level of Ratzain. Rabbeinu Zal brings on Mikutim Ram that Moshe is Bigematria 345. When Moshe goes up, when you go up to 346, it's Bigimatria Rotsain. Vehu Bechinas Meitzach Rotsain. And a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu is what the Zohar Kodesh refers to as Meitzach Rotsain. 
one of the highest, highest levels of holiness. Bechinas v'hoyo al mitzchoi l'ratzayim. The Torah tells us that the Koyin Godel in the Beis Hamikdash wore a tzitz, a plate, a gold plate that had on it Hashem, Hashem's name, and that's what was able to arouse Hashem's rotzayim, Hashem's goodwill towards Klal Yisrael. The term rotzayim sometimes means will, and sometimes it could mean goodwill when someone allows themselves to be appeased. So we have this battle between the Chachmei Ateva, between the Yomim Toivim, which proclaim Ratzon Mikra Koidesh, that uh, miracles, that everything's Ratzon Hashem, not Teva, and we have the Chachmei Ateva challenging it. We have the Chacham Godel Shebegdusha, who can even overpower them, Ach however, opposing this Chacham Godel of Kedusha, opposing this Meitzach HaRatzon, there's something in the Sitra called Yesh Bechinas Meitzach HaNochosh. There is the Meitzach of the Nochosh. The word Meitzach literally means forehead, but it, 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 it's a term used to refer to one, the highest, highest levels of Kedusha. Shehu Shoresh Chochmas this Meitzach HaNochosh is the source of where the Chochmei HaTeva draw their Chies. V'zeh HaMeitzach HaNochosh Yenikosoi Mizikne HaDoyer Mima'ariche Yomim Kishe'ein Bohem Shleimus. Rabbi Nezal shows there on Ikut Imran that this Meitzach HaNochosh, this highest level of Tumor, draws its life energy from older people who do not live properly, who do not add holiness, who do not add das, who do not add mitzvahs and toivim every day of their life. They retire. Retire means they go to sleep, spiritually. Because Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kudran, quoting the Gemara, that the term zokein, which means an elder, refers to a person who has acquired and is acquiring Chachma. A Jew, a person is required as they get older every single day to add new light, new holiness, new das. But when the older people, those people who live long, 70, 80, 90, when they're in their days, they don't add new das, new light, new holiness, new mitzvahs to their days. From their life, from their years, the mitzvah hanochosh draws its energy. The Pesach says short days. Short days means days that are not long, that are not filled with good things. Fills anger, satiates roiges, anger, the klipa, which is the opposite of rotzain, goodwill. Everything Rabbi I'll saying here in a couple of lines is a couple of paragraphs in that chapter on the Kutimran. What's the solution for this problem? That there are these zekene marichayomim 
who can even count, who feed the Meitzach HaMechosh, which can counter the Meitzach HaRatzan. What's the solution? The solution for this is Tzedaka, charity. The mitzvah tzedakah is what repairs and, and elevates the damage, those days that were empty, those days of these older people that don't have das, and that, it repairs all of that. That's where the mitzvah was drawing power from, and so when a person gives tzedakah, va'azai nichna v'noifel metzach anochosh, that brings about the downfall of this incredible, powerful source of the sitrach, or the metzach anochosh, v'yechoyen l'kasher kol haretzonis l'shoyer sharotzon, and it allows the tzaddik, the chokhmador, to attach all the retzonis to the shoyer sharotzon, in other words, turning on the highest levels of holiness, and this brings about the defeat of those wild animals, the, the scientists. Now, Rabbi Nezalveh, person say, what does a scientist, how do you, what does a scientist have to do with a wild animal? Rabbi Nezalveh shows the psukim that show that this is how Hashem, just like a wild animal, tears its prey, these people tear Jewish souls the same way Rachman al-Islam. They could be dressed in suits and in white jackets and everything, and it doesn't mean anything, Rahman al-San. They are among the most powerful, destructive forces. And when the Chachme Ateva are defeated, when the Meitzach HaNochash is defeated, now we're able to hear the announcement that the holidays are proclaiming. That everything, everything is, is based on the will of Hashem. And when, this, when the Ratzin is revealed, that draws Yira upon us, holy Yira. As the Pasuk says in Ashrei, Ratzin of Yaseh. Ratzin generates Yira. Validei ha-Yira, chesed and Rabbi Nezal shows the Anikutim Ram that in order for the Hashem to be able to send a flow of chesed, you need a vessel into which to receive it. The vessel is Yira. So when the Yira is established, now Hashem can turn on the faucet and send down his full measure of chesed. Bibichinas, as the Pasuk says, Ki porach mate aharoin lebeis levi. The stick, this was when Moshe Rabbeinu performed a test to show Klal Yisrael that Aharon HaKoyen was the chosen one by Hashem to be the Koyen and the Koyen Godel and Koyrach's rebellion was, was put down completely at that time. So it says there that the stick of... That he, Moshe Rabbeinu told each one of the Nesim, each leader of a tribe, to take a stick and put it into the Mishkan and whoever's stick will blossom forth with almonds and everything, that'll be a sign that Hashem has chosen that one. And the Pesach says there, Ki porach mate aharoin levi. The stick of Aaron HaKoyim blossomed forth from the family of Levi. We know that Koyim is chesed, Levi is gvura, Levi is yira. 
So Rabbein Zal shows there that, the, that how can Aaron Akoyin blossom? How can the Chesed really blossom? When you have the Levi, when you have the Yira in place. And when the Chesed is able to really flow properly, then the world can exist purely on Hashem's Chesed. And people don't have to go to work, people don't have to do things like that. Bebechinas, as it says in a Pasuk in Yeshaya Novi, V'omdu zorim v'ro'u tzoynchem. Strangers, other people will rise up and they will take care of your sheep. V'atem koyhane Hashem tikoreyu. And you will be declared as, as divine princes. You'll be koyhanem. You'll be serving in the base of Mikdash. You'll be learning Torah and davening. You won't have to be involved in an effort to earn a living. Others will provide for you. V'zehu goidel mailas and Rabbi Nezal says there, this is the incredible benefit of tzedakah, whereby it's very, very difficult when a person wants to make a start in giving tzedakah, or a new beginning in giving tzedakah, it's very difficult. Because the Gemara says, Kol all new beginnings are difficult, but tzedakah is called the beginning of all beginnings. Because the mitzvah tzedakah, it says in the Chumash, Pasoyach tiftach. Open, open your hand to the poor person. Open, openings. We know that when a person wants to do anything, step one is open. Open the door, open your computer, open. So step one in Yiddishkeit is tzedakah. So since that's step one, since that's the haschala, that's difficult. Just like we learn in physics, when something is stationary, to get it to move from a state of inertia to moving, that takes much more energy than when something's in motion, to get it to go quicker, to change it, much easier than take it from stop to start, that, that kind of thing. But if the world will operate on Hashem's chesed, why will anyone have to work? A question in the chat. Hashem could give everything without anyone, even Gentile nations, doing any work. True, Hashem can, but for right now, in that chapter in Likud Imran, and in the Torah, it's referring to the Jewish nation specifically. If Hashem would want, of course, He could extend it to the whole world. They'll come at home when there'll be Chiddush Oilam, could be then, there won't be a need for anyone to work. But here, right, for right now, we're talking about a, stata, a state where it's possible for Hashem to elevate Klal Yisrael to such a level when our Yira is in place. As a result of this, his galas <clears throat> that that Hashem can provide for us in such a manner like he did in the Midbar, where for the tzaddikim, they didn't have to go anywhere, they didn't have to look. The mon was delivered right at their, at the entrance to their tent, delivered right there. So we see that there is such an option. Hashem does have such an option. But again, for Klal Yisrael, first. Now Rav Nosazal begin the uh, now, Ayin Shom Kol Zehetev. Rav Nosazal says again, if you can, if you have the opportunity, study that chapter on Likut Imran well, because here we gave it to you very, very briefly. Over there, Rav Nosazal elaborates, explains, and gives all the sources for everything. Now, Rav Nosazal begins, paragraph Beis. V'zeh b'chinas kedushas b'chayrim. And this is tied into the holiness of the firstborn. 
כי איקר הסגרו סרוצוין, הויה בשעס יציאס מצרים. Because one of the most outstanding times when Hashem showed the world that everything is Ratzayim Hashem, that there is no mother, that Mother Nature is not in charge, was when the Jews left Egypt. Ki kol hayomim toivim shemegalim esarotzayim kulam hemzecher liyitzis mitzrayim. Because all of those holidays that Rabbeinus are speaking about there on the Kutimran, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot. are all commemorating leaving Egypt. Matan Torah, Pesach, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Shavuos receiving the Torah, that was what leaving Mitzrayim was all about. Sukkot, when they left Egypt and they were in the Midbar, they were using tents the, and the Anania Kovoi that accompanied them. So all three holidays are revolving around Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, like we say in Kiddush. Ki oz b'shas Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim Because then, when we left Egypt, Hashem performed incredible, awesome miracles. And what was the grand finale? It was when Hashem killed all the firstborn of the Egyptians. Because Paroi kept toughening himself up. If after he had one plague, another plague, no, I'm not giving in. And Paroi refused to allow the Jews to leave even after the awesome miracles and the, these plagues that were inflicted upon him, all of those first plagues. Until Hashem gave him number 10, Makas B'choyros, What gave Paroi the ability, seeing all of these plagues, to still be, be tough? The answer is it's those wild animals. The scientists, those who don't believe in Hashem. They deny that everything is the will of Hashem. And even when they witness a miracle, they try to, they struggle to deny it, to try to prove that it's not, that, no, 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 this could be within nature, this could be. And this is what the magicians in Egypt were all about. The Zohar Kodesh, the Arizal, all show that the, those khartoumen, these weren't clowns, these weren't guys that perform in a circus, slate of hand tricks. These were real chachamim. They were very knowledgeable in secrets of magic, how to perform magic. Ki kol yesoivos hachachma shel hamechakrim kulam nimshachim mechachmas b'nei kedem because all of the, the whole basis of science And philosophy that we have today is based on the cultures and the wisdoms of the earlier nations. And such powerful stuff, and the Sultan is fighting. The, the other side, the science, the technology is fighting. I'm sorry, we're having technical difficulty. Yes, the Zohar Kodesh and the Arizal stress. that the magicians in Egypt 
weren't like magicians we have today at a circus doing sleight of hand tricks. These people were very knowledgeable in secrets of how to perform magic, how to do things that go against the laws of nature, that can override nature. Rav Nusenzal says here, <clears throat> They were very, very in- intelligent and knowledgeable in, in the negative form. Because the whole basis for science and philosophy that we have today is based on, originates from the wisdoms that existed during those days, thousands of years ago, the Bnei Kedem. That's where the magicians in Egypt got their knowledge from, from the people during the time of the Doer Hafloga, earlier generations, who were big chachamim. They wanted to build a tower to go up to heaven. They weren't going to build it with chewing gum, with, with Lego. They, had, they knew how to do incredible things. They were ready to, to, have, to, to have, go, go to war with angels. The difference between today's scientists and technology versus what they knew then was, then they also had the knowledge of being able to perform magic and they had the knowledge to use Shemoy Satuma. It's brought that Avram Avinu at one point sent away the Bnei the the HaPlagshim and he gave them Matonois. It says he gave them gifts. The Gemara says, what are the gifts? Shemoy Satuma. He gave them this knowledge. There has to be Bechira, there has to be this balance, there has to be Kedusha, the Kedusha has to have power, the Sitrachra has to have power. V'achshov nishkach chokhmazois. Nowadays, this knowledge is, doesn't exist. This knowledge of magic, actual magic, and, and, and Shema Satumo. V'loy nisha kiim chokhmaz hateva shel hamechakrim. What we have today only is the wisdom of the scientists and the philosophers who inherited the basis for their wisdom from the, the, science, the, intelligent, the intellectuals of the past, the leaders of the past, the Greek philosophers and all, all the others going back even earlier than them. Ve'ilu ha'chachomim lahora and Paroi's magicians, each time Moshe Rabbeinu performed a powerful miracle, one of the plagues, they did everything in their power to deny it, to counter it, to show we can do it. We're not Jewish, we're not religious, we don't... Have, and we can do the same thing. They are these wild animals who are always putting in every effort possible to deny that everything is the will of Hashem. And to strengthen the people's faith, confidence in nature and science and technology. This is what hardened the heart of Paroi. He was able to see 
Sadik, you're at Sad, you can do it. They can do it also. My guys can do it also. Umein l'shalech esoom, and he refused to send out the Jewish people. Ad shehevi olav Hashem isporach makas b'chayrois until Hashem hit him with the tenth plague. Makas b'chayrois. Vioz huchrach lochidoi salhoemes, and then when Paroi got struck with makas b'chayrois, then he was forced, and they were forced to admit to the real truth. <laughs> that Hashem is running the world according to His will, and then Paroi <coughs> released the Jewish people. Question in the chat: Can we comment on the view <coughs> that the Eastern religions came from the knowledge that Avram Vino had given the Bnei Keturah? The answer is, it seems that that's what Rav Nosanzal is speaking about here. <clears throat> that again, Chinese medicine, those kind of things, that all could be related to those matonois that Avram Avinu gave to the, to the Bnei Pilakshin, to the Bnei Keturah. <clears throat> I, I haven't learned a lot about this, but it seems that that's what, that's what it's all about. <clears throat> Now, why is Makas Bechoyrois the, the, the grand finale? Because Bechoyr means first. Bechinas Das, which is related to Das, as Rabbi Nezal writes in chapter 1 on Likut Imran, that Bechoyr is Reishis, Reishis is Chochma, Reishis Chochma, V'yalkein Nekroim Yisroel Bechoyrim. And that's why the Jewish nation is called Bechoyr, like Hashem says, my nation, my firstborn, because as the Zohar Kodesh says, the entire Jewish nation is included, is nichlal in Moshe Rabbeinu, who is Das. And this is why the Medrash tells us that the, the Jews who lived during the time of Moshe Rabbeinu were called the Doer Dea, the generation of knowledge of Das. Hainu she Yisroel heim bechinas bechoyer bechinas Das sheheim yecholam lekasher kol haretzaynes l'shore sherotzim bechinas meitzach haretzim. The Jewish people are the bechoyer, are the Das who have the ability to attach all of the retzaynes. All of the individual displays of the will of Hashem to connect it to the Shoirish Harotzaim, Lebechinas Meitzach Harotzaim, Shalidezen Michnoim Achayes Rois. And that's what brings about the downfall of these wild animals, Shehem Chachmeateva, who are these scientists, Hakoifrim Barotzaim, who deny that everything is the will of Hashem. The Kemavor Leila, as we explained earlier. Shaidei Chochma Vedas Dikdusha Mekashrin Kol Haretzainos Leshoresh Haretzain Lubchinas Meitzchroshim. We had said earlier that the Chacham Godol of Kedusha is the one who has the ability to attach all the Retzainos to Shoresh Haretzain. Shaidei Zeh Nechnoim Achayes Rois. That's what brings about the downfall of those wild animals. V'alkein Hoyu Ikaritzis Mitzrayim Aidei Makas Bechoyros. Now we understand that what brought, what really allowed the Jews to be released from Egypt 
was Makas Bechoyrois, which is this Chochma Das of Kedusha, Ki Oz Hechnia Vehipil Bechoyr de Sitrachra, because that's when Hashem brought about the downfall of the Bechoyr of this, the other side of Egypt, Shehi Das de Sitrachra, which is their Das. Das v'chochma shel chayis roiz chachma teva, the the knowledge and intellect of these scientists, who v'higbir v'chizeg das v'chochma shel agdusha, and Hashem strengthened and empowered the das and chachma of holiness. Shehu bechinas bechoyer Yisrael, which is the Jewish bechoyer. Ki bechoyer bechinas das. Bechoyer represents das. There's another pasuk Rabbi Nezal quotes in Likutoam, I think Yerushalayim Rashi's Das, where the pasuk puts Rashi's with Das. There's Rashi's Chachma and Rashi's Das, all going together, all the same idea. And this is why Yaakov Avinu worked so hard to take the, the birthright from Esau, Ki Esau who Chazir Hayar. Because there's a pasuk in Tehillim which refers to Esav as the the chazer, the pig of the wilderness, of the swamps. Bechinas chayas kone. There's a pasuk gear chayas kone. Bechinas chayas roes hanal shem chach meateva vialkein lokach mimenu abechayra. And that's why Yaakov Avinu took the bechayra from Esav kedei lahachmia ulahapil daitoi in order to sub- sub- subjugate and bring down the das of Esau, that Esau shouldn't be able to draw from Bechoyer, Shehu Hadas Dikdusha. Rak Lokach HaBechoyer Liatzmoy, but rather Yaakov Avinu took the Bechoyer to himself, to be zechit to the Bechoyer for himself and for all his future descendants. Sheyu Yisroel Nikroen Bechoyerim, that the Jewish nation, the descendants of Yaakov Avinu, Bnei Yisrael, should be called Bnei Bechoyer Yisrael. Ki Iker Hadas Bishlemus, Bechinas Bechoyerah, Shaykh Yisrael. Because true Das is, belongs to the Jewish nation. Sheheim Bishlemus Daitom, Heimekashrim Kola Ritzlinus Lishur Sharotzlin, whereby the Jewish people, with our complete knowledge and intellect, we don't think we're Hashem. We don't think we, we, we create. I have a very creative mind and I'm a creative person. The creator is Hashem. And if I'm able to create anything, it's only through the wisdom that Hashem has given me. It's all Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. Being Mekasher, all the Ritzainas, to the Shoyre Sharotzain. Shaydezeh machnim umapilim achayes roiz. And through this, we bring about the downfall of the wild animals. Bechinas chayas kone, as it says in Tilim. Bechinas esav, bechinas chachmea teva kanal. Ki sar shel esav, hu sar shel mitzrayim, kamuva. A person might ask, hey, what's going on here? One minute you're talking about mitzrayim, now you're talking about esav. What does esav have to do with mitzrayim? The Gemara says that at one point, Hashem took the Sar Shel Mitzrayim and made him the Sar of Esav. The Gemara mentions this, the Malach Reish Hei Beis, where it says by, by, in Oz Yosher, we say, every, before Oz Yosher, we say, Those who were pursuing the Jews, 
Hashem threw them down into the depths of the sea. The first letters of Reitfeim, Hishlacht of Insoilus, is the name of that angel, Reish Hebez, who became the Sar Shalesov. It says he was lowered from his original level to a, to a lower level. And now we can understand why the Jewish people weren't able to leave Egypt until there was Makas Bechoyros, She'oz Nichna Venofal Sar Shalesov. That's when the Sar Shalesov had a Mapola. Bechinas Bechoyr de Sitrachro, Bechinas Das de Sitrachro Shulchachmeateva, Vehizgaber Bechoyr de Kedusha, and the Holy Bechoyr became strengthened. Bechinas Das Shal Yisroel, Shehei Mekashrim Kolor Etzoynis Lashorash Arotzoyn. The Jewish people who attach all the different Ritzainas to the source of Ratzain, Shehu Bechinas Moshe Shenestalik Lashon. This is the aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu who, who passed away. Nestalik means he went up. He went up to Ratzain. Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Shabbos at Mincha, which is when we say, Va'anis Filosi Lecho Hashem, Eis Ratzain. The Zohar Kodesh says Shabbos Mincha is Rotzain Shebaritzainos. It's called right in Aramaic. It's Riva Deriven Rotzain Shebaritzainos. That's when there's the highest, the display of the highest level of Rotzain of Hashem is Shabbos at Mincha time. Vaoz Nichnu Hachayis Rois, and then those wild animals were defeated. Venishma Koil Hakriya Shal Harotsain. And we were able to hear the announcement of Rotsain Alidei Kol Hoisois Noiroiz Shosimoy Ashimizborah through all the great awesome miracles that Hashem performed for us. Vaoz Huchrach Paroi Lohoidoi Saloemes. And that's when Paroi was forced to admit to the truth, Shehakoil Bertsoin Haboiri is Borashmoy, that everything is under the control and the will of Hashem, and to release the Jewish people. Because the, the wild animals no longer had the power to scream and oppose the revelation of Rotzain, which was revealed through those awesome miracles which Moshe Rabbeinu performed. Because their das had already taken a fall through Makas Bechoyros, and the holy das rose up. The Jewish Bechoyrim who were saved and rescued from among the Bechoyrim of Mitzrayim. And that's what showed the world that the true das, Bechoyra, is only by the Jewish people. Because the Bechoyrim of the Egyptians all fell and died. And that's when the holy das was elevated. And what's the ultimate das? When a person knows that everything is Hashem. That's the ultimate das. When a person connects all the Ritzainas to the Shorosh HaRatzim. 
that brought about the downfall of all the wild animals, the Chachme Ateva, the scientists. And then Paroi was forced to acknowledge and admit to the will of Hashem. And then he released the Jewish people. Any questions? Why would a loving father, Abraham Avinu, give something as evil as the Shemot Atuma to his children? He could have given these to others if necessary. Good question. Why would Avram Avinu give away these things to, <clears throat> to these forces of evil? It's a good question, and I'm going to make the question even stronger. I was recently learning with a very close friend, <clears throat> and we were learning the end of Parshas Vo'era in the Zohar Kodesh where the Zohar Kodesh there has a major piece about Yishmoel. And the Zohar Kodesh shows there that when Yishmoel was born and afterwards he became 13, he had a bris mila. When, when Hashem spoke to Avram Avinu about having a bris mila, Yishmoel was 13 years old at the time. And Yishmoel had a bris mila. <coughs> and, and the Zohar Kodesh has a whole discussion there showing how and, and when Hashem told, Yit, told Avram Avinu that, guess what, you're, and Yishmoel was born to Hagar. We know that Sari Menu was barren for many years. And then Sarah said to Avram Avinu, I see I can't have children. Take the maid, take Hagar, the maidservant, and, maid, and produce children from her. And he did, he produced Yishmoel. And then when Hashem told Avram Avinu, guess what, good news, you and Sarah are going to have a child, Avram Avinu's response was, Lu Yishmoel Yichlefanecha. I'll be happy if Yishmoel will survive. And Hashem said, No, 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 you're going to have a child, Yitzhak Avinu, and he's going to be the main one, etc. That Lu Yishmoel Yichlefanecha was a tefillah on the part of Avram Avinu. <coughs> and, and the Zohar Kodesh shows other tefillahs that, that uh, Avram Avinu was mispalel, for which for which we are suffering today, for which Yishmael, it says that, that, that and Hashem said him, Vigam es ben ha'omo hazois, listen, you're going to have a Yitzchak, he's going to be great, Jewish people, and the son of the maidservant, I will also turn into a nation, a great powerful nation. And the Zohar Kodesh shows there that this is that shortly before the coming of Moshiach, the problem is the, going to be a combination of Yishmael and Edoim. And the Zohar Kodesh goes into detail as to the wars that are going to take place, etc., etc. Why did Avram Avinu do this? Obviously, it would seem that this is part of the issue of Bechira. That Hashem, that in the end, we're going to see that this was all to our benefit. Again, it looks terrible. It looks like, <clears throat> why in the world would you do that? But in, in the end, there's a concept of Oisher Shomor Leba'olav L'Rosoi. There's a concept that Hashem sometimes gives somebody rope with which to hang themselves. Hashem gives a person wealth to destroy the person. So could be that in order for the Sitrachra to have the real mapola that it has to have, just like we're going to be, so we're, we're approaching tomorrow is Erev Rishchodesh Adarishon, and we're going to have Rishchodesh Friday and Shabbos. Friday and Shabbos is going to be Rishchodesh. And then we're going to have another Adar, and we're going to have Purim, we're going to celebrate Purim. And in the story of Purim, it, it, you see the story unfolding, and it says, Achar hadvorum gidal ha-melech ha-chashverosh that Haman at first is very big, 
very, he's wealthy, he's got a lot of children and everything, and if that's not bad enough, it, the Miguel tells, and now he become bigger, where everyone is bowing down to him. And we're told that this was all to pick him up high enough that when he would fall, it would, he would splatter into a billion pieces. The Mapola would be a, gra- a grand finale. Would be, could be that this is also part of what, why it had to be this way. Why there has to be a Yishmael. We know the Sifrei Kabbalah explain that again, because of the, the sin of the Eitz Hadas, where the snake injected a tumor into Chava, that tumor was passed down from generation to generation. That tumor came into Avram Avinu. That tumor had to be, in order for the Jewish people to be pure, that tumor had to be expelled into Yishmoel. Avram Avinu released a major part of the tumor that he received from the Pegamad Yitzhadas in Yishmoel. It still wasn't enough. And he gave birth to Yitzchok, who is, rel- who is purer, purer than Avram Avinu in this sense. But still there's some of that impurity. And therefore Yitzchok Avinu had to have an Esav to release the impurity inside of him that he inherited from the Yitzhadas into Esav so that Yaakov Avinu would be completely pure. He would produce Mita Shlema, a bed of all, all pure, all pure, that kind of thing. And again, a person, this, this, the answers to these types of questions are found generally in the Sifrei Kabbalah, the Zohar Kodesh, the Arizal, those forum give us a deeper insight and, and answers, clear answers as to why all of these things had to be this way. Question in the chat, but science has recently resulted in technological advances that are making it possible to spread Torah to all corners of the world. How can we say that science is bad while using its benefits extensively? The answer is that unfortunately, unfortunately, the incredible, incredible amount of Torah that's being spread in the world with technology is a tiny fraction compared to the trouble, the damage that's being spread to the world thanks to technology, thanks to the internet, thanks to all of these technological things. The Sitrachra is, is, is in the billions, billions of people are being destroyed by the technology. And there, it's true that there are a fraction of that number that are benefiting tremendously, that Torah now can be spread like never ever before, but it's coming with a price, an incredible price, incredible price. Of, of awesome destruction in the areas of Pigama Bris, of every single variety and type, and other types of destruction. They say the addiction, the addiction to technology is hundreds of times more powerful than drug addiction and alcohol. Everybody knew that until this came out, until we had our smartphones and our internet, that the, the major struggles that we were trying to counter were alcohol and, 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 and then drugs, a whole new level of addiction that made alcohol look like a joke. And they're saying that the internet, the internet and the phones, and the, to those people who get trapped, who are misusing it, <clears throat> it puts alcohol and drugs into a microscope in comparison. The awesome destruction. Again, alcohol, 15, Rabbenazal says, Znus, it's a 15 minute deal. Uh, alcohol, it's a three hour. A guy gets stoned, 
He comes out of it in a couple of hours. Drugs can take you a couple of days. This could be 24-7. Their Jewish kids come from religious homes, 100% religious homes, and cannot stop themselves from using their phones on Shabbos, looking at their phones. What is it? It's an addiction. It's, it's a trap, Rahman al-Islam. So there's, there's, there's positive and negative. Like we see in everything, like we see throughout the Likut Halachas, that what's going on in the world is this battle between Toiv and Ra, and the Ra is thousands of times more than the Toiv, but we're being told that Ma'at min ha'ar that even though the light is much less, much less, a drop of light can outshine thousands of times more of darkness. But but there's crisis. There's there's it's, it's serious serious problems. Hey, yes. I mentioned uh, Eastern medicine. Um, I don't know if we can, you know, judge whether it's good or not good or, or whatever. So not enough about it. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to see that's also focused on this, and so it's probably something we shouldn't get involved in. At the same time, is it possible to say that the the Western knowledge, which is disconnected from Hashem and disconnected from you know things like that, is is worse? Than Eastern knowledge, which is intended to be connected to spirituality? Very possible. Very possible. It sounds reasonable. I don't have enough knowledge in, in both of those areas and, and in the Sforam Akdashim that speak about this to be able to know, but it, it seems to make sense. Yes. We mentioned earlier quoting the Zohar Kodesh. That, that, that in the earlier generations, going back to the time of creation, you know, shortly after creation, and during the time of the flood, and during the time of the Tower of Bovel, they weren't idiots, they weren't cavemen, you know, like they show it in the movies. They had incredible knowledge, incredible knowledge, and also they knew magic. They had the ability to perform actual magic to do things which went completely against nature, not slate of hand, using forces of Tumah. And the Zohar Kodesh and Sifrei Kabbalah explain that the, the development of technology and, and science is an offshoot, is an extension based on those foundations of Greek cult, what we call Greek culture and all of these things. And even going back to before, Rav Nosenzal shows in a place that the Greeks got it from the Egyptians. The knowledge was originally in Egypt where the, the, the Medrash and the Gemara show how Pari was able to, Pari didn't need to build physical walls around Egypt. Through magic there was a power that he was able to block, make it impossible for anybody to leave Egypt. And it was impossible for anybody to get to go come to see him, to see Pari. Moshe Rabbein and Aaron had to use secrets of Kabbalah to be able to get through all the obstacles that Paroi and his wise men had set up to block anybody from coming to see Paroi unless Paroi wanted them. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. I apologize, we got started a little late because of the difficulty with the technology and we had a couple of disturbances in the middle to remind us that the technology is not perfect. Hashem is perfect. That Hashem should give us the privilege of learning Torah, spreading Torah, 
and protect us, protect us from all the incredible things that we need to be protected from. Amen.